Amy, we've got a bunch of little nieces and nephews between us, but we've also got a catch-all gift that all of our siblings love for their newborns. You're totally right, and it's Pampers Swaddlers, because Pampers Swaddlers wick wetness away to keep babies drier and subsequently parents happier. Pampers Swaddlers absorb wetness better versus the leading value brand and provide up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologist approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic and they're free of parabens and latex. Now you can try Swaddlers with new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin. These wipes won't tear. In fact, they grip mess, shall we say, more firmly and clean better, leaving baby skin dry, soft, and smooth. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. Redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Only redeemable via Pampers Club. Pampers Cash has no cash value. Hello and welcome to Ask Margaret from What Fresh Hell, laughing in the face of motherhood, solving your parenting dilemmas one question at a time. Today's question comes from our Facebook group, which you can find at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash What Fresh Hell cast. And it says, a question for those of you sandwiched between kiddos and elders in your home. How do you encourage interaction between the two ends of the spectrum. Our elder is old school and equates time with our kiddo as a time to treat them with food and gifts, which is nice. But when you live in the same house, there need to be different connections. I am looking for suggestions on how to guide their interactions so they have more points for interaction. How do you support this relationship in your situation? Home-based suggestions are best. I like this question a lot, and I'm going to zoom it out a little bit for situations that are not just parents who live in the home. The place I want to start is a place where we spend a lot of time on the podcast, which is, can this be fixed? So you can't get pizza from a Chinese restaurant. We know that from Aunt Terry. So I think it's very important to realize in any interaction that you are trying to foster that you don't have a tremendous amount of control. You are not the child and you are not the grandparent. And so putting it to yourself that you are going to control the outcome of how this works between a parent and a child, I would say lovingly is misguided. So Whenever you say, I am going to make sure that these two people get along, I want to make sure they have more quality interactions, I want this person to stop buying this person so many gifts that I consider junky, I want them to start giving this less difficult situation because you don't actually have a ton of control. That being said, I think you can lay out guidelines and be very clear that we only eat between these hours and this hour, and this is how we approach this kind of food. And so please limit the amount of treats you give my kid to one a day. You can definitely lay those things down. And then you can also start to lay them down with your kids. Remember, one treat a day, whatever our rule happens to be, and set boundaries around negative parts of the relationship in the same way you would with a phone or a computer or screens or anything else. Then there's a question of fostering relationships. And I think this is a really cool and interesting question because I have kids who are very close to their grandparents and close in really different ways. And I think that 
the key to that is that grandparents thrive and are good and interested in different things, as do kids. So there are nine grandchildren on one side of my family and something close to that on the other side of the family. And one thing that's interesting is that certain people are closer to certain grandparents because they share certain interests. And I think you can foster that. I have a kid who was a scout and they needed to interview somebody in the military. And so I said, well, you know, Uncle Tanner served in the military and my son interviewed him for a school project. That's an uncle, not a grandparent, but you get the picture. I had a person who was doing something in a scouting program about uh, law. My father's a lawyer. You should talk to him and interview him about his career. And it was a nice opportunity. I have a grandparent who is really into movies right now and a kid who's into movies. And they call each other and talk on the phone often about movies. And I think that your role is not to sit down and say, I'm going to make sure that these people interact and get along because that's not possible. But I think that your role is to lead to that and to foster it as organically as possible for most success. So one thing I suggested literally on this thread is we talk a lot about table topics. It's a little box. They do not sponsor the podcast. So, you know, I'm not trying to get you to buy them. But it's just a box of questions. And we tend to use them when we have family over or visitors, even kids, friends visiting. We love to do them because it's a way to foster a conversation between the different people. Everybody answers the question of if you could change one decision you made, what would it be? Or what is the best superpower to have? And they're fun and they're funny and they're light. They're not like deep, dark topics. They're just kind of conversation pieces, which I think is helpful. And then I think pointing to the other person's interests. I'm going to point to an article from verywellfamily.com and it runs through a lot of issues on how grandparents connect. And I think that all sorts of factors here, frequency of contact, role within the family. Like if you had a good relationship with your parent and now they're the grandparent, it's probably going to go better than if you had a bad experience. And also expectations. My father, who uh, grew up you know, reaching now many generations back, talks about his own grandfather, one of whom he was very close to, and he was a fire chief, and he had stories, and it was fascinating. And then others of whom never spoke to the children, didn't expect to, and didn't want to. If that's the vibe, this can't be fixed. Just move on. But if it's not the vibe, I think there's a lot of opportunities to point to the other person and say, you know who knows a lot about that is grandma. She actually was a teacher. Why don't you ask her, you know, you're learning about that. That's something that grandma actually lived through. Why don't you talk to, let's call her and talk to her or let's at dinner table tonight visit about that. Another great one is simple games, right? Like I don't know that um, my mother as a grandmother would have loved to play Candyland for three hours, but probably was willing to play Go Fish, liked cards. Like, I think your job and your role 
is to find positive interactions whenever possible. And that can go the other way too. It can go, you know, this kid has a Roblox game that they love. You should check it out. My in-laws have played video games with my kids. They're up for that. Not everybody might be. And I think it really is just your role is not a controller. It is a facilitator and kind of a mediator. (gasps) That is a great question. You know who might know the answer? Grandma, great grandma. And keeping those interactions light and fun and then letting go of things that won't change so that we don't like that grandpa is set in his ways in X, Y, and Z ways. I don't think it can be fixed. And so that might involve limiting some contact or it might involve some corrections that happen. You know, grandma says that I actually think of that in a different way and let me give you a different perspective. And so translating, facilitating, and finding ways to make these interactions as positive as possible without forcing it and without being married to the outcome is going to be that these guys are best friends and get along, I think is the path forward. I hope that helps. If you have a question for myself or Amy, you can ask them on our Facebook page or you can send them to info at whatfreshhellpodcast.com and you may hear your question answered on an upcoming episode. Thanks so much for listening. No one told us the truth about parenthood. Why? This is the podcast everyone needed before they had kids because now that those little ones are here, there is a lot to unpack. I'm Rachel Shepardota, and I am your host for the podcast, No One Told Us, where we tell the truth about parenting and let you in on all the stuff you really should have known about before having kids. I am the founder of Hey Sleepy Baby, but this podcast is so much more than sleep. We'll be diving into all the topics that you really care about and need to know while you do your best job raising those adorable, tidy humans. Our goal is to just make you feel less alone and less overwhelmed. There are so many things that no one tells us before becoming a parent, and I think that we should really pull back the curtain on becoming a first-time or second-time mom or dad to share the good, the bad, and the ugly. We'll have a little education, a little fun, and a whole lot of heart that goes into each and every episode. So join me and our amazing guests each week to hear us talk about what no one told us. Oh, hey, everybody. It's us, Blair and Molly, your old pals from Toddler Purgatory, two moms who are also actors, who are also creative beings who sometimes feel stuck. And this is our new podcast, Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. What happens when your creative spark just seems to disappear? Gone. Poof. Bye. See ya. What happens when life gets in the way of your creativity instead of nourishing it? That's what happened to Molly and me. We felt like the thing that drove us creatively stopped working and impending doom had in fact impended. Totally. So we decided to do something about it. And that was... Steal ideas about getting unstuck from the most creative people we can find. We talk to guests about how to break through the mucky, gluey, sticky wall that can get between you and your creativity. We hear about their journeys, their successes, their challenges, and even their bougie coffee shop orders. And we're not just talking Bob Ross type paint on paper artists here, though we talk to them too. We're talking to actors, creative directors, dancers, and people who are working hard to be their best creative selves in a world that can sometimes feel 
real uncreative. We all have something to teach each other, so let's steal their ideas together. Join us, won't you, as we deep dive into how to unstick ourselves from the life gunk that can get in the way of our creative freedom. Pandemics, school calendars, world events, lack of sleep, oh, get out of their life gunk. And let's get back to your best creative self. Subscribe to Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. You're not gonna wanna miss an episode. Unsticking it with Blair and Molly because sometimes life sucks. Unsticking.